0: So now I have uh, the easiest task allotted to me over the two days. Uh, easiest, not least, because it's such a great pleasure to introduce Jacqueline Durocus as our evening speaker. Jacqueline, as pretty much all of you will know, is the uh, is the president of Tech UK and one of two co-chairs for the Institute of Coding. Jacqueline sits on the Auger Post-18 Educational Review and as I know from personal experience, is an outstanding mentor and and advisor. She has, as I'm sure she'll mention this evening, a a real passion for diversity and inclusion and supports female entrepreneurs. She's also a technology ambassador for the Girl Guiding Association. And most recently, because she wasn't doing anything else, was awarded a CBE in the Queen's New Year's Honours list in 2018 for services to international trade and technology. I agree. And so with no further ado, it's my great honor to introduce your evening speaker this evening, Jacqueline DeRochas.
1: Gosh, adjust the microphone for a small person. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and what an amazing space for us to celebrate and continue the debate on skills and talent and learning Um, with the Manchester baby in the corner there. Thank you very much for sharing all of your knowledge with us this evening. Um, It is so great to see so many of you here supporting this mission to skill up the nation and make us ready for the fourth industrial revolution. This week, we have heard from high profile speakers from the worlds of industry and academia. And we have seen a whole new generation of young people get to grips with the latest technology, their trends and topics in both seminars, workshops and lectures. So really getting hands on experience. And it's been remarkable to see those learners inspired and also teachers and business people creating moments of inspiration. This is a testimony to the hard work of everybody at the Institute of Coding, although I don't know why we call it the Institute of Coding. It was kind of a new name in the beginning. And I'm supposed I'm not allowed to say it anymore because we've committed to the branding, obviously. But we do so much more than coding. Watch for the hook, getting me off the stage. Um, Watching the IOC demonstrate how much learning is possible um, and how much sharing can take place from a standing start is absolutely incredible. It's amazing to see how industry and uh, academia has come together to create a platform for change. It does really seem like only yesterday when the um, Prime Minister announced in Davos in 2018 that we need to tackle the skills gap and we need to create a digital nation of significance. Of course, she is somewhat busy this evening. um, And for those of you who aren't watching your devices and and news updates, the vote was lost. Um, Anyway, moving on. Since then, though, since Davos, the IOC has signed up over 10,000 learners from across the country on digital courses. We now have a team of nearly 400 people working to build new alliances across our university network to design and develop the latest programmes, and demand is growing, and we in business are impatient for this pool of talent to join the workforce. We have already launched over 35 individual Institute of Coding courses so far, which include degrees, modules, and hackathons. These courses include the Data Science MSc at Birkbeck College and the first master's level digital degree apprenticeship at the University of Bath. On top of all of this, we have released five million pounds of funding to support critical digital skills initiatives at universities right across the country. These include programs to train the new wave of female IT entrepreneurs and widening access to skills for people from disadvantaged backgrounds and courses to support learning around data science and coding skills. So we are much more than coding. The spectrum of technology is really enormous and the skills breadth is expanding. We have achieved a lot, but there is a lot still to do, and our mission is not only important, but it is urgent. The pace of technology is changing so fast, and I was privileged to meet Yuval Noah Harari, the Israeli historian who wrote Homidaeus and Sapiens and 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. And he said, if you think the fourth industrial revolution is going to come and hit you and settle down again, then be prepared for it to hit you wave after wave after relentless wave. And that right there is why we need to be mindful of pace and that this is an urgent action and mission to skill up the nation. Technology does bring with it so many positive benefits from driving employment and unlocking new career paths that we didn't even dare to dream of before. There are so many initiatives that we're looking at to pivot women, for example, on courses or in employment um, at degree level, but pivot them into digital or technology-based degrees, and that's very exciting because it really does create an opportunity for the workforce to expand at pace. We also know that every day thousands of new people are going online, learning and developing their digital skills, yet around 12% of the population still lack digital literacy skills. So if we're not careful, they will get left behind. So. Digital by default does threaten some people's ability to pay their bills, contact their bank, book flights, renew their passports, or access government service. And we have to be very mindful that we do not leave anyone behind. And widening participation for us is super important and one of the the pillars of why we exist. Our businesses are crying out for digital skills, and that shortfall is being taken very seriously It is estimated that by 2022, and that is not far away, that we will have 1.2 million new technical and digitally skilled people needed to fill gaps in the job market. And within 20 years, 90% of all jobs will require some element of digital capability. It has been reported that 75% of UK businesses claim that they have a skills shortage amongst their own employees. And one in 10 manufacturers think that the UK is ready for the fourth industrial revolution right now. It's estimated that the skills gap is probably costing the UK economy an estimated 63 billion a year in lost GDP potential. So that right there is what the IOC is working hard to tackle. How do we create that opportunity and bring together the worlds of industry and academia to collaborate on matters where we can all stay relevant. So to those business leaders who are unable to find talent and bemoan the lack of data science capabilities, for example, we offer the opportunity to get involved. Work with us at the IOC. We exist to create smart partnerships that make a difference and make a difference quickly. Our team of experts and our network of providers will build, design, and execute bespoke online and in-person flexible courses so that within just over a year or two, you will find yourself with 20 or more master's degree qualified staff members without even having to sign off full-time leave or pay travel expenses. And for university leaders looking to gain extra funding and broaden the diversity of your departments, work with us and help encourage a much more open line of communication with business leaders. Let them see the benefits of reaching out, sharing their needs and requirements, and understand the kinds of courses that they could sign up to and increase the skills of their existing workforces. Already, our IOC team have created meaningful outcomes working with companies like JP Morgan, Amazon, and Google, to name just a few. And when we bring those brands together, they bring scale. And we've got some really great examples, and we'll be populating the website with those examples of how we can bring those programs to life. And we are hugely grateful to those industry partnerships. It's also perhaps worth remembering that this is a marathon and not a sprint. Transforming digital skills will not happen overnight, but we are laying the foundations to encourage much more collaboration, more courses, and learning at a time when our country needs it most. I am reminded today that 30 years ago, the World Wide Web was invented. And I can only imagine what 26-year-olds which I was at the time today, think, God, if there's no Wi-Fi, what? Now my life is over. I can tell you that wasn't on my list 30 years ago. And isn't it astonishing the things that we really care about now and that have become so important, really very much like lifeblood and oxygen to the next generation. It is an incredible journey. I am hugely optimistic about what technology can bring to our digital future. I also want to make sure that we encourage the nation, the whole nation, not to leave anybody behind. And I am passionate about diversity and inclusion in all its forms. I would love to see more neurodiversity, specifically in cyber, You know, we need to drop the stigma when someone sticks their hand up and says, yes, I'm on the neurodiversity spectrum with Asperger's or autism. You know, we need to find ways, leadership capabilities to increase tolerance. um, Because diversity is not a comfortable journey always. You know, if someone doesn't behave like you, speak like you, eat like you, learn like you, you know, it's not, the path most traveled. And I just recall a moment, if you will indulge me, at the royal wedding when Meghan married Harry. And there was that moment when the, um, the sermon went off piste, shall we say. For rather a long time, in fact, double the amount of time allotted. And he really went off on one. Broke royal protocol, for sure and went off script. And what you saw was all the royals, Camilla in particular, underneath their enormous hats, tittering away, not really quite knowing what to do, sitting on their hands. And that right there is where diversity is a little bit uncomfortable. But you know what? In the end, if we don't embrace diversity in, for example, the algorithms that we write we are going to create a world that is not for everyone. I think we have to just think about what consequences could be imagined if we live in a world where your university place, your mortgage decision, your job interview is decided by an algorithm and an algorithm that does not include all of us at the table. Our question is perhaps to ask ourselves, where are the others? when we are designing technology, that question, where are the others? So that we are inclusive, not exclusive. And that as a country, we look outwards, not inwards. So perhaps I'll leave you with a quote from the author I referred to earlier, Yuval Noah Harari. He said, it's not the robots that we should worry about, but the idea that we will need to reskill ourselves every 10 years or less in order to stay current in the face of the fourth industrial revolution. So I honor the fact that learning matters. I honor the fact that education can change outcomes and widen participation. And I'd ask you to raise a glass, perhaps to Tim Berners-Lee, because for better for worse, we are in a world where we can create amazing opportunities and we can at least keep our 26 year olds occupied during an evening whilst we're out enjoying ourselves. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Cheers.